This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Country Wine and Spirits is San Diego's premier wine and spirits purveyor. They offer unmatched beverage service with competitive pricing and a tradition of upscale service. They provide fine wines, a variety of liquors, spirits, craft and imported beers, imported cigars, and exotic tobacco accessories. Country Wine and Spirits is now available online, and if you use cwspirits.com slash heybartender, you get 5% off your entire order. That's right, 5% off your entire order. Go to cwspirits.com slash heybartender and find your favorite spirit or wine today and get 5% off just by using cwspirits.com slash heybartender. Hey, this is Matthew, and you're listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Enjoy. Hey Bartender, pass me a drink. The reason that I'm here is I need time to think. All the ways of the world. Breakfast at four o'clock in the morning was always the best thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, or or dinner, as we would say. Yeah. <laughs> well, after work dinner. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's get this started. So, Matthew, thank you so much for joining Hey Bartender Podcast. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. Uh, having you, I've been uh, watching your TikToks. You are like a ball of fire. Part of me is a little bit scared to talk to you, but uh, I'm sure you're a lot of fun. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get things started? Sure. Uh, I'm a 32 year old, uh, seven year veteran bartender uh, from Wisconsin, specifically southeastern Milwaukee Racine. Um, I currently uh, bartend, not necessarily as a side gig, but it got me through college. Uh, that's where I started. And uh, I kind of picked it up on the fly, started doing it uh, to work my way through college. And then as soon as I graduated, the pandemic hit and I continued to bartend. I am actually technically an actor as well, but um, it kind of worked with uh, being able to have a flexible schedule, nice, good cash, uh, and also pursue my acting career. So I have been bartending uh, ever since I started to go to college for, uh, for acting. Awesome. Uh, 2015. So seven years. Very cool. So you said basically an actor or have you done things or are you working on things? Yes. Um, I currently, um, I'm just a, uh, probably about an hour and a half away from Chicago and I just got signed to a talent agency in May and they took me on. Uh, they're from Chicago and I just uh, kept doing uh, the bartending to pay the bills for now. And I, I honestly, I, I love it. I don't think I'll ever stop bartending, you know, even if, you know, God forbid I make it big or something. Mm. I probably would still try and find time to bartend sometime. Um, I love the industry. Um, I'm actually not only a bartender, I'm also a bar back and I do security as well. So yeah. um, I'm very much ingrained uh, in the industry. See, the, this, this is one of the cool things uh, why I love doing this podcast because I've had actors, authors, comedians uh, on this show and in the uh, in the chance that you guys actually do make it big. Like, uh, I had a guest, Kimberly Dinero. Uh, she's a comedian in, uh, uh, I forget where now, New York. Yeah, she's a comedian in New York. She also bartends on the side. But she got a chance to be on uh, uh, Fallon a couple weeks back. And I was, yeah. wow. and I was 
uh, I, you know, did a throwback Thursday. I put her name, you know, she, I uh, sent her an email saying, I'm sorry if I, I feel like I'm writing your coattails since you managed to be on tonight's show. But I just wanted to make sure that Fallon knows you were on my show before you, you were on his. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, you know, I, by all means, I am, I'm not a famous actor at all. Um, I've done some Chicago uh, stuff, uh, Chicago Mad PD and Fire. Uh, that's been a really good time. Um, but for the most part, since the pandemic hit, I graduated a month before the pandemic. Hmm. So, but I have been, I've been acting for about 17 years, 18, I think actually this year was, was my 18th year, uh, acting, but it's all been mostly just regional theater and stuff like that. Um, but it, it, it it's fun. It's a passion, but, um, I would, I wouldn't even be able to do it, uh, without bartending, right. um, and being in the industry. So, um, the industry is very much ingrained to helping me uh, be uh, fulfill my dreams. Hopefully, you yeah. know, we'll see. Yeah, well, uh, I it totally encourage people that are trying to follow a dream or a passion, such as acting, not just acting. Uh, that you know, working in a restaurant is a little bit more flexible if you agree, so that you can go and pursue that passion if you want. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I work at three establishments right now, uh, Mobcraft, a brewery in Milwaukee, the void in Racine and Toad Hall in Racine as well, a block away from this place. And, uh, all three of the ownerships, uh, Harley and Marissa at Mob, Sam and Tom at the void and Corey and Jamie at Toad Hall. We have this agreement where if, um, I am ever in the situation where my, uh, my talent agency says, Hey, we just booked you for a commercial. We just booked you for a TV spot. You know, you got to go to Minneapolis for the weekend or go to Chicago for three days. Uh, I can like tell them immediately and they will find a way to cover my shift, even if it's them by themselves covering my shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very, very fortunate that I have uh, these people in place that trust me enough and want me to succeed. Um, and they know that I'm going to give them 110% when I'm behind the bar. Uh, but also they know that I have this other passion, um, that I, you know, might have to split on the spot and I'm eternally grateful for them, uh, for that. That's awesome. And I I think you can only get that in the service industry, um, you know, with certain exceptions, but, um, you know, it's, it's always that fun thing where you're in the office and they're like, Oh, we're a family. We'll get you a pizza party for, working a bunch of overtime hours. Um, <laughs> for me personally, the service industry is the most genuine family that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for them to do something like that, I, I could never, you know, work at a Walmart or something like that and have uh, my, uh, you know, bosses specifically cover for me like mm-hmm. that, um, which is a very, very, like, genuine, genuinely thing that I'm, very happy to be a part of um, yeah. the service industry is rare and special. I think personally, most definitely. Well, before we get too far in here, we need a drink special for this show. Uh, every episode I have um, my guests give us a, a drink special and you, uh, we, the correspondence we, you and I were having before we uh, started talking here, you said you have something a little unique and uh, please tell me about it. Yeah, absolutely. So this is something I just randomly with a regular of mine, we joked about, and then my owner said, hey, that's kind of funny, it's Wisconsin-ish, put it on the menu. 
and it's a uh, can of hams with a side of cheese. So we call it a hams and cheese. <laughs> hams and cheese, okay. <laughs> yeah, everybody likes to snack at the bar. Everybody likes to drink at the bar. So, yeah, we do a hams and cheese for three dollars uh, sometimes. Um, I think it's funny. It's you know, it's, it's personally, I don't know if you can get more Wisconsin than you know, uh, no. hams and a side of cheese. <laughs> Gotta now, be the good cheese, though. Squeaky cheese. Uh, are you talking about like cheese curds, or are you? Uh... Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a handful, handful of cheese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's it's unique. I I haven't seen it before. You know, usually, you know, some places, some dive bars have you know chips or peanuts or something or popcorn to snack on. Our thing is, if you buy a can of hams, you get a side of cheese with it. So. <laughs> Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's and it's hilarious. Uh, you heard him, people. That's this week's drink uh, drink special: uh, hams with a side of cheese called a hams and cheese. So, uh, <laughs> well, usually at this part, I tell people you know to try the drink and then let us know how how what they think of it. No, I'll still do that. Uh, you know, let have my listeners. If you try, you sit down and try yourself a can of hams with some cheese. Let me know what you thought about it. Message me on. <laughs> Or you can uh, message William. We'll give you his information at the end of the show. So, yeah, but yeah. very cool. So the that is that's very unique for a guy that's never been to Wisconsin, and uh, everybody else in Wisconsin probably probably liked it. I had that at the last uh, Green Bay game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty normal for us around here. <laughs> All right, so. Let's get back to your service industry life. Let's start back at the beginning. I'm now. I'm not talking about birth. When did you first uh, start up in the service industry? So I started in 2015. Um, it's actually a really kind of a fun story. I uh, decided I had worked. Uh, I was actually in the military in the army. I was a plumber at 19 years old, and I just didn't work out for me. I just did a one and done, left, and then was just kind of finding myself throughout my early 20s. And I went to a couple different factories uh, within the area and left each one because I wanted to go to the next one to try. And I just didn't feel like I fit. Mm. And one day I uh, was in a factory. Uh, it was a grocery factory. And I spilled almond milk on myself, all over myself in the beginning of my shift. And I looked at my pants. They're soaking wet. I, I smelled like almond milk. And I said, what am I doing with my life? I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. What do I want to do? And I said, I, I need to, I need to be an actor. I, I need to try to act. Let me see if there's an avenue for that. And that night I applied for FAFSA financial aid to go to college uh, in a college. that's about 20 minutes away. You go be Parkside. And about a month or two later, I switched and I worked at a pizza shop 39 hours a week um, with a, very good friend of mine, Chad, he hired me as the manager. I actually trained him as like a 17 year old kid. And then he eventually became a manager. <laughs> and I said, Hey, I'm going to school. I need to make rent. Um, bare bones. I need to make rent. And he said, I'll pay you as much as I possibly can and give you as many of the hours as I possibly can. And that was like eight bucks an hour for 39 hours a week. Yeah. And I literally would go to school go to work seven days a week and, you know, have like three hours to myself, you know, four hours for a nap or something like that. And I was basically, you know, killing myself, but I was pursuing my dream. Fast forward a couple months later, 
I was actually at the first bar that I ever worked at uh, before I worked there, just hanging out with my brothers, having a couple drinks, and it was a busy Friday night, and they only had two bartenders on. And this, I think it was like a 300 capacity place. And it has food, and it had dancing, and all this stuff, and it was just nuts. And I had played kickball with the bar manager at the time, uh, years previously, and I've known her for a while. So I was kind of like feeling bad for her. Like I was like, all these tables are dirty. There's a bunch of dishes. There's a bunch of plates. You know, um, what can I do? And I was like, well, let me just clean up the dishes and, and cups and everything and bring them up to them at the bar so they don't have to keep bussing these tables. And I, so I, I bust the tables for them, basically. I uh, cleaned up a bunch of stuff, got them glassware, and they bought me a couple drinks. And they were like, thank you so much. Uh, and the manager said, you're so amazing. Like, I should hire you. Mm. And I was like, well, I'm actually currently, like, killing myself at this pizza place. You know, not that I, I, I love the pizza place. It was they afforded me the opportunity to go to school. But I was like, I'm killing myself. Um, you know, can I work here for some extra cash? And she was like, are you serious? Like, you want to be in the industry? And I was like, yeah, sure. She was like, we've been thinking about having a bar back. And I said, great, I'll do whatever. And I jumped right in. The next week, she didn't even interview me. She sat me down and said, all right, when can you start? And I started working weekends there, Fridays and Saturday nights. And I remember the first, you know, I, I made more in that first weekend than I would in the month at the pizza shop. Sure. And I was like, I got, I, I got, you know, <laughs> I, I, ever since then I was hooked, you know, the money, the industry. Um, and, uh, I worked there for several years. Um, I, I think I was a bar back for a couple months and then she was like, Hey, do you, do you have any interest in bartending? And I was like, I don't know. Is it the same money? And she was like, it's quadruple the amount of money, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I'm like, hell yeah. You know? So I said, at least absolutely you know, sign me up. I'll train to be a bartender. And I trained for a couple months, became a bartender and I've been doing it ever since, you know, got my way through college, um, got me through the pandemic, um, all of that stuff. So now, uh, uh, something that I've never really talked about all that much is being a bar back. Now your responsibility is basically just to make sure that the, everything at the bar is stocked, uh, and stocked and prepped, right? Is that, was that your, uh, me personally, I, I, I love actually like uh, starting out, you know, if, if you want to start out and become a bartender, you know, there are places that will do that for you. But I, I love having people start out as barbacks and they learn the place, they learn the system, they know where things go. And then they eventually learn bartending and become a bartender. And you are so much more knowledgeable with those skills. And I think personally, you have a better knowledge of what a barback does um, with that. And I have gone back into different places where I needed money and stuff like that, specifically during uh, quarantine, and been a barback after I was a bartender at a certain place, mm -hmm. just because I know how much money I'm going to make, and I know the place inside and out. And my philosophy now as a bartender with being a barback is anything that I can do as a barback that keeps the bartender pouring drinks and putting money in the register, that's my job. Right. So if, if it's, it's basically anything, you know, cleaning up a spill, getting this, getting that, 
cutting lemons, um, bringing in know, more Bud Light bottles. Chain, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. You know, bussing tables. It, it's it's anything that keeps that uh, bartender because the bartender is is more like if a bartender has to stop and clean up a table mm. and they're not pouring seven shots of Patron, that's 60 bucks right there that they're not putting in the till, mm. you know, and every penny counts. It's like a race to the finish line. It's a, the race to last call where, you know, if I can get them to pour X amount of certain, you know, drinks or shots and stuff like that and put that money in the till in turn, give us tips. That's my job as a bar back basically. Yeah. Um, well, that's, uh, yeah, I've never worked as a bar back myself. Uh, and that's something I was a little bit curious about because, uh, uh, there was one time when I, I had just been released from a job and I was desperate for a job. It, and you, you've noticed sometimes when bartenders, they find their home, they basically set roots there. It's, it's tough, you know, tough to find, uh, find a bartending job because normally the bartender just stays there. And out of, I, I don't, I, it was partially out of desperation, but partially just to make myself laugh because I figured I would never get the job. I went into a gentleman's club and filled out an application and they let me and it cost me like 20 bucks while, as I was filling out the, uh, filling out the application, but that was for a different reason. But, uh, <laughs> uh, no disrespect ladies. Sorry. But, um, but uh, I turned in the application, and the guy looked at my application. And he says, "Wow, you have a ton of bartending experience." But it, it, well, he tried to be as PC as he possibly could. Tried to be as nice as he possibly could. He's like, "But we don't normally hire bartenders that are male." And I was, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I totally understand the uh, understand that sort of thing." And he goes, "I could get you a job as a bouncer or a barback." And I was like, if you have an opening, I need the money. It, it's just a factor of needing a job right now. I never got the job. Uh, I told my dad about it weeks later, and he's just like, he just laughed at me and said, your paychecks would never leave the building. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I thought barback, well, uh, barbacks isn't one of their responsibilities also pouring for the waitresses? Kind of. I, I have never really worked in more of a, like, traditional restaurant-style mm. place. Yeah. Um, with bartenders and stuff like that, my my knowledge um, is different in regards to that. So I, I actually wouldn't know uh, that certain certain question. Yeah. Uh, the only place I just actually recently started at uh, Toll Hall, uh, the place down the street from here. Uh, that's my first time actually being in like uh, a food environment, um, but also it it only has there's like six or seven booths and like two tables. Mm. So the bartender is kind of the server. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of the same thing just with a little bit of food. Mm. So I, I, I guess, but yeah, I, I, I've never been in a setting with like a full, like wait staff. Yeah. Uh, per se. Yeah. So you started out, uh, you started out at a pizza joint and you moved on to being a bar back to a full bartender. What was your first hard lesson being uh being behind the bar because all of us go th we're having a great time but then all of a sudden there's that one customer that they come in and their idea that day is to ruin yours uh did you did you have a, a uh have a moment when you first started where you're like oh my god yeah i i guess one of my earliest memories that i can think of that would be in that scenario um 
I personally, you know, I know it's a podcast, but uh, if you can see my face, I do not look ethnic at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but my father is Mexican. I do have uh, brothers and sisters that have uh, darker skin than me. So I do consider myself multiracial. But society standards, you see me as white. I'm white passing. And I do have white privilege because of the very lightness of my skin from my grandma, who's Polish. So I actually had somebody early on in my, my career that was, you know, the two guys were very, very drunk. Um, they were coming in to get food and get drinks and I wouldn't serve them drinks. And one was a white man and one was a black man. And they kept telling me that I was racist for not serving them drinks, but I had served them food as well. Um, and they kind of didn't really understand. And that was like, not my first uh, bout of somebody whitewashing me and telling me that I'm, you know, racist, not that uh, people can be or not, but um, it was, you know, my first thing of like, if, if you're drunk and I don't serve you, it's because this, this or that. Um, and that's not the case. Um, you know, that specific instance was specifically, you know, pushed towards racism, but I've had, you know, so many other cases too, where, it's, uh, it's, it's been, you know, um, how old they are or, um, their gender or something where you, you have to, you have to really, really like look at the person and tell them that you're actually trying to help them, that you, you are not trying to be, you know, biased in any way towards anything. I'm a very open person. Um, I'm very open to everything, you know, being in the theater community, I'm open to a lot of different um, things uh, that not a lot of people are open to. And I would never judge somebody, but looking at me, you would kind of assume sometimes. And that was the biggest lesson that I had is just, you know, if if somebody is telling you that you've had enough as a bartender, um, don't automatically assume um, that they're trying to be mean to you is that they're just trying to help you. They're trying to help you get home, you know, to your families, to your kids and stuff, you know, because we have a job to do. And sometimes our job is to say that we can't serve you. Right. You know, that was was probably my first big, big lesson with that. Yeah. uh, I had problems with that even back in uh, the early 2000s. Well, that sort of thing is a constant problem, but I had people use that, use different reasons that, could potentially get me in trouble for why I cut them off or even why I asked for their credit card when they started a tab is a, uh, just like, what do you need my card for? You don't trust me or, uh, or, and I'm like, I don't know you, (laughs) but it's, uh, if, if you've ever been in an industry and accidentally had somebody walk out on a tab, you're going to take a card every time. Exactly. You know what? The owners and management aren't paying for it coming out of your pocket exactly you know, so but when you try to cut them off that it the customers uh at the time they might realize it a day uh, the next morning or but uh they rarely ever admit it and uh you're trying to help them you're trying to protect them but they come up with various reasons why you're not serving them and all, all you're doing is just trying to help them out and that's that's one of the headaches big headaches that bar- bartenders can go through I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the, I'm, I'm trying to protect you, my job, <laughs> and you know, my establishment. Yeah. You know, 
Um, I honestly like, you know, sometimes people, you know, another one is I do security and sometimes, uh, so for us in Wisconsin, uh, it's illegal to not have a form of identification on you inside of a bar. Right. Um, so it doesn't matter how old you are, 60, 90, whatever, you know, my mom, uh, is, I know for a fact that my mom is of legal drinking age. If she came to my bar where I was security, I would probably not check her ID, but I would say, Hey Ma, you got your ID on you. Right. And she would say, yes. Same thing with my aunts and my uncles. Like, you know, I'm not going to ID them. I know exactly how old they are, but I'm going to make sure that if the cops come in here and raid this place, oh, you let that person in, now it's a $3,000 ticket for my bar because they don't have their ID. Yeah. doesn't matter if they're 45 years old and that I knew them, they don't have a form of identification on them that I'm, bu- I'm busted and in trouble, you yeah. know? But that's my biggest gripe, personally being security, is, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm 27. Like, great, I'm 32. I still got my ID on me, you know, yeah. and I gladly give it up. <laughs> I go, you've had to have had those nights where you say, can I see your ID? And they go, no. And, you know, take a, take a righteous stance on you. And it's, it's like, I don't have to show you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yes, you done. do. You have to show me your ID. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, you know, there have been times where, you know, and it's not that they don't have it on them or something, but like, there have been times where somebody's like, dude, I'm like 47. And I'm like, no, I get it. You just, you have to produce it for me you know i i probably know that you're over age but you have to produce it for me and they'll pull it out and i'll literally just go oh yeah you're good and they're like you didn't even look at it and i'm like no i just need to know you have it on you (laughs) you know you you could give me a walmart fucking gift card right now i just need to know that you have it on you yeah that's yeah that's one of my biggest gripes with with being security if they ask you for your idea it's it's just you know it's very, very similar to what we were talking about earlier is just like, we're just doing our jobs. You know, I don't, I don't make the rules, but also if I don't enforce them and somebody gets in trouble, then I'm in trouble. Right. You know, the worst, well, the funniest one to me was when I asked for a kid's ID and he said, "Uh, can I see yours? And I said, no. And he goes, well, then I don't need to show you mine. I'm not the one that wants a drink right now. And, (laughs) and he, we, well, at first he was uh, kind of uh, kind of trying to show off in front of his friends at first, but uh, he and I eventually started getting along when he started realizing because he worked at corporate restaurant and then started uh, started running into the same problems and he he slowly turned it tuned it down, even though corporate's way different than working in a mom and pop store. Yeah, but uh, which I enjoyed way more. I didn't like working corporate. But. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a girl a couple of weeks ago come into the bar when I was working security here and uh, handed me the, the ID. And I think it said like June 2002 or something like that. I can't remember the exact date. But I looked at it and I was like, how old are you? And she went, oh, uh, and she started digging in her purse. <laughs> she gave me the wrong ID. Oh. And I said, how old are you? And she looked at me and she said, 19. And I said, okay, you have to leave now. Here's your ID back, which is probably your real one. You know, sometimes, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to tell on myself, but, you know, I I have been in establishments before I was 21. Not going to say I was drinking. Everybody but, you know, tries. It, it happens. It happens all the time. Yeah. But also, um, 
you know, sometimes people are bold. Yeah. <laughs> they, and that's why we check. That's why we try, you know. Um, it's not that I, I drank. I didn't drink before 21. Uh, but I, you have to respect a place and establishment when you, you, you go to them and they're enforcing the rules. Well, For I, the most part, they're not their rules. It's, it's the law. You know? I, actually, the kids when I was bartending that tried to get in with a uh, fake ID or something like that, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I, I only I only took one ID from a customer because it was my first ID that I found that was fake, and I was just like, "Yeah, I'm the badass." But <laughs> uh, but the ones I, that I absolutely hated because uh, I thought, "Okay, yeah, all kids are, are going to try." You know, they they want to know what this world is like. What's the big deal? But the ones that try to sneak their friends in that are underage, those people always piss me off. You know, they go yeah. go sit at the table. We'll buy the drinks, and if I'm lucky enough that I saw them go run and sit at the table, I'd say, "Bring your friend over here before we get started." Uh, what yeah. about you? You what about that situation? Yeah, definitely. You know, we we had something like that uh, about a year ago at one of my places, is where and it was kind of heartbreaking it was another downtown establishment and they there were people that were service industry that knew this person was 20 years old with a fake id and they would try to come in and uh thankfully i'm really good friends with the manager and she was like hey if this person and she sent me a you know a thing about her if this person comes into your bar while you're working she's 20 years old like i in, in, in that like big, you know, one big, big no, no for service industry to do that oh. to each other. Oh yeah. But also a big thank you to the other side of service industry that said like, Hey, these are my friends. These are my service industry family. Do not come into their bar underage. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's, that's a huge no, no, that's a huge ticket, you know? So yeah, that, that one kind of, kind of hurt me really, really bad. Um, with like people who knew, you know, that they were in the industry and they still decided to, um, it wasn't their place. Like I guarantee you, she wasn't drinking at the place that she worked at. Yeah. So why would you think that it's okay to put another place at risk? Right. You know? Yeah. That that's, uh, the people that tried to bring those underage kids in, sneak them in. We're all worked at those corporate restaurants too. And I'm just like, what the hell are you trying to, you're regular customers and you're still trying to pull a fast yeah. one on me. And yep. yeah, my, me and my, uh, my partner, uh, that used to, she and I used to work together all the time. She, uh, she and I would just fume about that. And you know, that our regular customers that actually are in the industry are trying to pull a fast one on us. And yep. it, that, that was a uh, huge deal. Humboldt's finest hemp-infused vodka is a uniquely botanical spirit infused with locally grown hemp. This homage to Humboldt County's most iconic cash crop drinks like a gin, but not. This spirit is refreshing and herbaceous with notes of pine, cucumber, green tea, lemongrass, and basil. You can get Humboldt's finest hemp-infused vodka on cwspirits.com slash heybartender. You use that link and you get an automatic 5% off your entire order. Go order today. Now you said about other people in the service industry helping each other out. Back back when I bartended, this was during the years of the Nokia fifty one hundred series. 
uh, people weren't texting yet. And some of the people that I've interviewed on this show have talked about that they have a hotline, you know, group texts on their phones. And they let other bars in the area know this guy's drunk or this guy's going to be trouble. Do you have that in your area? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a Facebook page um, dedicated to uh, specifically downtown bars. Um, so where I'm at, there's Main Street and 6th Street, basically. So in that stretch of a one mile between the courthouse and the bridge across Main Street, uh, there's probably about 17 to 20 bars uh, within that one, like, like a 1.2 miles, um, that little stretch. So we have a lot of bars. We have a lot of real estate. And especially with people bar hopping, you know, you can, you can hop from bar to bar and be pretty drunk, but like you hop to one bar and you're super drunk and you don't say anything and a buddy buys you a shot and you take that shot and you're absolutely hammered. Like that's the kind of thing that, that we communicate within this Facebook group is, you know, Hey, I had to kick so-and-so off because they were drunk. I didn't serve them. Uh, or, Hey, this person came in and was, you know, being a nuisance and like throwing, you know, pool cues and stuff, red jacket, you know, brown hair, five foot 10 type of things. Um, so yeah, we do have a specific Facebook page that we post and it pings, it's pinned on my thing. So it'll ping every time, um, regardless of if I'm on quiet mode or not. Mm. Um, but a lot of times too, I'm at a place in establishment where within probably about 200 feet of each other, there are seven different bars uh, within 200 feet. You can, you can go to the corner, our intersection of six in Wisconsin, and you can look and see seven different bars. And uh, so if I have a customer personally at that place, specifically when I know uh, that, you know, there's like a, a bartender that I know and she's closing down a block away from me, and some creepy person's coming in, you know, being weird and mean, and I had to kick them out, I'll call them right away yeah. um, and get them on the phone and just be like, hey, this person, this person, just kicked them out for screaming at me, you know, type of thing, so that they don't have to do, you know, they can immediately, as soon as they walk in, nope, you're out, get out of here, uh, type of stuff. Mm. So, yeah, we, we have a couple avenues for that. Yeah, because uh, back in... uh uh, 99, 2000, not a lot of us had cell phones and, and texting wasn't even a thing yet. And so we would get on the phone, like me and the bar right behind me, uh, we would constant in constant communication. Okay. There's group, a uh, group of kids. This guy's got a bad ID or there's these girls. Uh, the, she, this one girl's crying her eyeballs out right now. She's not drunk, but just keep an eye on her. Uh, you know, we, we'd talk, back and forth but the third bar that was across the street from both of us they would actually send it felt like they actually sent the drunks over to us and <laughs> so we didn't help them at all <laughs> and uh yeah. but it felt good to be able to con uh communicate to have friends and communicate back and forth but if we had text messaging back then and group messaging during our shifts back then that would have been way easier <laughs> and uh yeah, yeah absolutely yeah it's it's been more recently too specifically i i was kind of when i first started on the very very edge of the downtown and is more of an isolated bar 
that had an isolated owner that was kind of specific to that area. So I wasn't super involved with the community downtown down here. But then when I recently, not recently, about three, three-ish years ago, uh, went uh, towards like Main Street and all that stuff and found more of a family and a community uh, within these bars and started knowing and getting to know other bartenders and stuff. You, you know the, the people that like, you know, that work constantly every day and like these shifts and stuff like that. So like, uh, you don't want to see them, you know, like if, if you had trouble with a certain customer, you don't want them to walk across the street to your friend's shift that you know is working on that shift and have the same issue. Mm. You know, um, personally, you know, with a lot of, a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of female bartenders uh, that work alone and by themselves, you know, a lot of the times, and if it's some guy that I'm personally um, as uh, a man afraid of, you know, I want to give them as much heads up as I possibly can. Um, you know, I mean, male and female, but sure. you know, it, it, we're, we're, you know, like I've said before on, on the podcast, we're, we're a family. Yeah. Um, and I really do take that to heart specifically. If somebody is trying to mess with my family, I'm gonna, you know, give them a heads up as much as I can. Sure. Well, there was one day where I was a little bit evil. I mean, I told you, uh, that one bar, it felt like they sent their drunks over to us, but, uh, I, I, somehow I got it in my head that, uh, that one night, this guy, I didn't serve him. He was, uh, having a hard time standing up, having a hard time sitting up at the bar. And eventually, uh, eventually he got up and I couldn't talk him into getting a cab and he's, Oh, I'm fine. I drive better when I'm drunk. One of those guys. And, uh, before he left, uh, I, uh, I said, all right, thanks for coming to the corner. That wasn't the name of my bar. That was the name of the other bar. And uh, just in case he got pulled over and they said, where are you coming from? The, the corner, I guess. <laughs> and uh, that was, it was exceptionally rude, but at, you know, I still laugh at that every now and then, but yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, there are always those, uh, those kind of rivalries specifically, you know, being close proximity to each other, you know, there yeah. are a few bars that I personally don't go to not because they're not good, not bad, you know, just like there's some sort of something, some sort of history, you know, there's a particular bar, you know, downtown here where I just, I don't frequent. I don't, I, I have never had any urge mm. to go to that place, you know, but you know, it's not necessarily a, a wishing bad on them, but um, you know, you don't, you don't have to necessarily wish well. Yeah. Yeah. On people. <laughs> you don't you have to just let them be. <laughs> you don't have to wish any particular harm to happen of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just, you know, you, you, you reap what you sow and um, you know, if a certain place is sending you a certain people, you just, you know what, send them right back. But also, you know, be the bigger man. Don't, don't serve them. You know, right. that type of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um, what's the music scene like around there? Um, a lot of, uh, we, we do a decent amount of, uh, bands being between Milwaukee and Chicago, mm. uh, is very nice, but it's more of more so, you know, you can't really get huge semi-local people in here, but we do have a lot of places inside of racing, um, that do, uh, decent, uh, band nights and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, it's been harder with COVID. Uh, we're just ramping up. Um, we're probably going to start doing a lot of more stuff in the summer, uh, for one of our particular 
establishments. Um, but the other place that I uh, had left previously, but I'm still in very good terms with them, uh, they have a DJ uh, every, uh, I believe, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, mm. uh, the Brick House. Um, so, and they're like the uh, party location. Yeah. Um, and they have really, really awesome DJs from Chicago and Milwaukee going to them all the time. Now, does the bar, the bars, one or all of the bars that you work at, do they have jukeboxes or do you run an uh, MP3 player through this uh, loudspeakers? Different variations. So there's uh, the brewery I work at um, has a specific, uh, basically like a Spotify like type of Pandora type of thing uh, that they have that they always play. And you can pick uh, between different, you know, artists or whatnot and set like a certain mood, but it's limited. Uh, the other place that I work at has an iPad that you do not touch. <laughs> you just press play and it goes. And you, you don't thumbs up, thumbs down, nothing. You can skip it every now and then, but well, don't thank skip God it for too the, often. <laughs> thank God for the skip function because you can get sick yeah, of a song really quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're very, very, very particular on uh, what they want the mood to be mm -hmm. um, at that establishment. Uh, and then the place that I'm at, which is above me right now, uh, they have an iPad, and uh, I created a station when I first got here uh, on Spotify. And it's my station. It's it's my list. Um, actually, with with the station, uh, I said my, my owners love and hate it. Um, but I said I have about 20 hours worth of music on there, and I told them, and I tell every customer, uh, you're going to find within having a couple beers here that. Uh, my station, uh, you're going to love one song and you're going to fucking hate one song <laughs> guaranteed between two beers. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just, a, it's, it's a fact, you mm. know, I, I love so much, like just different genres of things and different songs. And I did it on purpose to do that. Um, but also we do have a jukebox here too. Mm. It doesn't usually get used um, until like the weekends and uh, then people uh, play stuff, uh, a lot of different things uh, on the jukebox. But we have ultimate skip priority too, to where we can just pop the button and, and turn off a song if we think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's too, you know, either just too not for like the vibe or something or it's, it's really obscure or something like that. Yeah. So. Um, we have the right to, to skip any song. And if they come up and complain, we just give them a dollar and say, hey, play it on Tuesday. Don't play it on Friday night. You know, right. <laughs> there's something. Well, the problem you know. I ran into is uh, I eventually talked one of the bars that I was working at into getting rid of the Leonard Skinner Greatest Hits album because I was absolutely deathly sick of hearing Freebird. I mean, I, <laughs> I used to love that song before I became a bartender, but it got played like every half hour. But, uh, but then there was also an instance where this couple, uh, they were playing video poker in, uh, in my bar and I guess his wife thought it was lucky to play U2's with, with or without you, uh, while she played. So he put it in 15, 16 times and I, uh, I was like, okay, skip, 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 <laughs> skip. And he got mad at me, and I I told him, "Listen, other people want to listen to music here too, you know." And, yeah. uh, I don't. 
I don't think I ever paid him back for those skips, but uh, but some people kind of take control of the jukebox and uh, do things like that. And yes, absolutely, it can drive a bartender crazy. I mean, <laughs> but to keep it keep your music eclectic and stuff like that uh, on your own Spotify list. I have to admire that keeps that would keep your mind working at least. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm constantly changing it and adding and 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 deleting things and stuff like that. But it uh, it helps with just you know I, I like to. I always had said, um, one of my managers at one point said, um, you know, uh, what kind of music do you play when you're on your ship? And I said, it depends on who's in the bar. And he was like, good answer. Mm. (laughs) Well, I kind of take that um, to heart with now this playlist is that you're not going to want, you know, you know, uh, uh, just rock or just new stuff, or just um, 90s uh, uh, hip-hop, like that stuff, you want to mix it all in. Mm. Um, and that's what I try and do with, with my playlist, is I do have a certain bias uh, with certain stuff. You know, late 90s, early 2000s, I'm pretty much all for it. Mm. That's, I'd probably say that's probably about 60% uh, <laughs> of, my, um, of my playlist. You know, but the other 40 is, you know, uh, new stuff or stuff that just like randomly, you know, popped into my head. Celine Dion, I will always love you. Like, you know, that uh, Whitney Houston stuff, yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, uh, Richard Cheese, just random shit like that, that you're like, I can't remember the last time I heard the Fong song from Cisco, but <laughs> it's playing. Now. Like, yeah. you know, um, it's it's fun for people to be like I've heard this song fucking forever. And yeah, like, yeah. That's my playlist. <laughs> Shield kiss from a rose. Yep. You haven't heard that in a long time, but here it is. <laughs> but you you never get anybody that all of a sudden they start twitching and you know they threaten to punch a baby because that song is playing or something. <laughs> <laughs> there 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 are a few times where people are like, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm like, "Give it two songs. You're gonna you're gonna like the next one. I promise." Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, tell me about your TikTok account. Now, I've, I've, I've watched a lot of your videos, and like I, uh, like I told you before we started, I was a little bit worried that uh, you were going to be more amped up than I probably could handle, but you're actually very laid back, very cool dude. But uh, your, uh, the stuff that you've come up with for your TikTok, the characters and all of that stuff are amazing. Do you come up with them on the fly, or do you just uh, do you plan on them? Yeah, no, <laughs> I appreciated that. Thank you. Um, I, you know, I, it's kind of a mixture of a lot of stuff. Um, There are a few times, you know, a couple of my more viral videos, I'd literally been, you know, sitting there at the bar after, you know, I worked a three to eight and uh, sitting there for a, for a shift beer and I'm fucking chuckling to myself, you know, and my buddy's like, what? And I'm like, I thought of this stupid TikTok (laughs) where I, go to the fucking taps and I pour it under my mouth and yeah, they're like, what do you, they're like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what? Do you, what? <laughs> and I'm like, just trust me. Okay. Film me real quick. Um, and I did, you know, I did it. And it, it I think it's at like 6.3 million views. Dude, and God. I'm just like, that took me 15 seconds yeah. to do. And I just, I thought it was the stupidest, dumbest fun thing to do. Um, but I'll literally just, just chuckle to myself. Um, 
the other day, there was one where I had, I had to make it a couple TikToks during my shift that was a little slow. And uh, one of my uh, Jeopardy uh, crew came in and she's just sitting there and she's knitting. Uh, and, you know, we're, si- we're just, I'm, I'm sitting at the bar with her because there's nobody else but me and her. And I'm like thinking in my head, and I was like, oh, it'd be really funny, you know, uh, if, if somebody like poured you a shot of rumplements that you didn't know was a shot of rumplements and you just like gagged at it. And I start fucking just dying laughing. And she's like, what? And I'm like, stupid TikTok. And she's like, <laughs> you want me to film it for you? And I was like, yeah, here, here's my phone. You know, and I got a shot of water and I did the thing and it took me 10 seconds. Um, but so sometimes like that, it, it pops up. Um, out of nowhere. Um, but then also on my notes app in my phone, I have eight pages mm. of, of ideas in my TikTok every time. Cause my first like two months starting out, I would be like, Oh, this is really funny. TikTok while I'm at work or something like that and think about it. And then the next day I'll wake up and be like, Oh, it's gone. Yeah. So I've been trying to write them down as much as I can. Um, also, so, and there, there are, TikToks where I'll revisit after like like two months and I'll go back through that list and be like, oh, I forgot about that one. Ooh, now here's an upgrade to it. And I kind of like it refreshes my memory with it. And then I go through it and I do another one, do it or do the same thing or something, or just kind of upgrade the TikTok. Um, and it's been sitting in my brain for two months, but I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. You know, it's been late dormant. So well, I've it, got a- it, it's a combination of both, I would say. Yeah, I've got a list of uh, show ideas in my notes in my phone. So, uh, yeah, I totally know what you're getting there because, yeah, one, you get this great idea, you forget to write it down, and then it's just gone. <laughs> and uh, you hope to get it back a little bit later, but, uh, yeah, it never comes back. But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The, the one that I found actually really interesting was your, what was it, service industry definitions, was it called? Uh, service industry word of the day. Word of the day, yes. That is brilliant. <laughs> uh, how did that come around? That kind of just was like, again, this was like a a thing that had been sitting on my mind for a while. Um, and I was trying to, because um, with TikTok, you have to keep pumping out uh, product. You know, I try to post at least three times a day mm. within TikTok, but it's hard to come up with like really really original funny small ideas even if they're 10 seconds 30 seconds whatnot just come up with a consistent idea uh, that's going to be funny so i was like well why don't i try and fill and pass the time with like uh, a series of things mm. so i think i originally um was like was going to do like a series of like um me chugging a beer uh, every day uh, for some certain reason or something like that um, and just like keep that as like okay that's at least one video a day that I can do and I can post it's really simple and really easy um, but then I kind of sat on my idea for a couple months and uh, we had like a specific um, I had done my first uh, service industry for the day was clopin. Mm-hmm. And I had done a couple different videos about a clothing, which was just like a little skit that I did. Um, but a lot of people were like, clothing? I never heard of that before. So that's where I got the idea. I was like, oh, 
certain people have different names and definitions depending on like how old they are or the region they worked in or something. Uh, they have different definitions for this stuff. And that's really good to get more like uh, views and content with your uh, TikTok is to people be like, oh, we don't call it clopin, we call it this, or we call it this. So I was like, yeah, there are plenty of words that I could do that would resonate with a, a certain amount of people, but also other people, not like disputing or refuting it, but like saying, oh, this is my version of that. Um, so that's kind of where that came from. Clopin was like my first one, I think. And then um, I think the other really popular one was uh, one of my favorites, actually, uh, was my one uh, for Rip and Dip. Uh, that was a really fun video. I don't uh, think I remember to, that one. To, uh, rip and Dip. So a Rip and Dip is where you're at the bar. So say it's like a Friday night. You have two bartenders. You got a bar back and a bouncer. One of the bartenders and the bouncer run over across the street to the other bar, take a shot with the bartenders working over there, kind of check out the layout, see how many people they have over there as well, and then go back to their bar. And then the bar bar back and the other bartender do the same thing to another bar across the street. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So you kind of take a shot, rip a shot, and then dip out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, kind of like a little uh, reconnaissance of uh of seeing how many people are at the place usually when it's like slower ish yeah um you know you're like it's 11 30 you know where is everybody at what's going on let's go uh have an excuse to take a shot with the <laughs> with the bar over there and it's kind of fun too because you know those other bars come over and do a rip and dip with you as well yeah um so it's kind of like a saying a hello or something like that well, bartender uh the other videos that may uh that made me laugh is uh when you t- did the virtual shot with leia uh uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't virtual, but you, uh, you're over FaceTime, I guess. <laughs> and I thought that yeah, shotogram. Yeah. Yeah. Shotogram. That's it. Yeah. That, uh, I thought that was awesome. And yeah, we call it shotogram or slamogram. Um, I remember a couple months ago, me and Leah were, were, were talking and texting and, um, I had just recently, it was like an anniversary of a friend passing away and I had posted about it on Facebook. And, you know, she reached out to me in Messenger and was like, hey, I actually just had a regular um, pass away, you know, so I, I know what you're feeling, like condolences, things like that. Um, and I, you know, texted her and I said, you, you want to do a slamogram? And she was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, yes. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, get a shot ready. When you're ready, text me and then <clears throat> I'll call you. And I called her on FaceTime and we did a shot together, you know, cheers the people that we had lost and passed um, and did a shot. Uh, but for the most part, um, you know, you do that sometimes with people that are um, further away. But uh, most of our definition for that is I know like the person that's working across the street right now, uh, doorman Dan. Uh, and so if I were on the same shift as him right now, and I couldn't go see him and he can't go see me, but we're still friends and we know we're a block away. We know we're both kind of slow. I'll call him on the phone and we'll do a shot together uh, mm-hmm. over the phone, you know, cause we're kind of like patronizing each other, but like also just like, it's like a solidarity type yeah. of thing, you know, like, Hey buddy, let's do a shot, you know, to, to 
to kind of get this day over with or something like that, you know. Now, do you give them a warning? I'm, I'm about to send you a, a slamogram uh, so they can get a shot ready, or no, you just call them up. Just call them. <laughs> usually, usually how it goes is you call them up and they're like, "Hey, I'm in Wisconsin," and I'm like, "Hey, let's do a shot, bitch." And he's like, "All right, Chewy, fuck you. All right, hang on." <laughs> they put the phone down. Hear him fumbling around for a shot. Okay, let's go do a shot. <laughs> okay yeah that that was the question that i had because it uh leah actually looked like oh god and, and then did the shot with you but, uh, but um and also the I, I don't remember if that if it was one of your service industry word of the day or not but uh so i'm gonna go test the temperature in the uh in the walk-in freezer and then walk in there and uh, you start ah! and uh, I, there's, I know there's a yeah. lot of people that can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, little TikTok maybe service energy secret here. Uh, but, uh, so I eventually am going to run out of, uh, works of the day. So one of my friends who has just recently jumped into being a uh, service industry, uh, he's a teacher, uh, for his main profession. Also a very good compliment service industry teachers uh, uh, subsidizing uh, money and things like that. Um, and he's just a personal guy. He's a nice guy. Um, so Ben had been talking about uh, my service industry words of the day. And he was like, you should start throwing in like things that aren't actually like service industry words, but like kind of like fake, but not fake. Yeah. So that was my first one of throwing in there. Um, eventually, I might just start throwing out just random words, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that don't mean anything and just trying to define them. But um, that was my random word. But also, uh, we being in the service industry, you have absolutely walked in the cooler and just, you know, hands on the knees for, for fucking 10 seconds <laughs> and just breathed it out or fucking screamed in the walk-in cooler because it's fucking sealed. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, um, I knew, like, I'm not necessarily sure there's, like, a word for it, um, but I wanted to make it, you know, a type of thing. Mm. Um, Because I've I've done, you know, I've done a couple videos of that, of just me just walking in the cooler and screaming, (laughs) you know, because... Honestly, who hasn't done that? Yeah. Who hasn't yelled in the cooler before? Yelled in the cooler. Who hasn't sat on a box of fucking Modelo and just contemplated their life for two minutes, got back up, walked upstairs. <laughs> yelled in the cooler, punched a box of produce, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, yep, yep. So anyway, let's uh, let's get into your acting career a little bit. Uh, you're, uh, I've always been a big uh, contender that the service industry is perfect for people that are uh, trying to pursue a specific passion, whether they're wanting to be in uh, in an actor, author. Uh, I've had a lot of people like actors, authors, and musicians on my show that bartend on the side and then uh, do their passion on the weekends or whatever. Um, it because uh, just because in most in most places, not all places, I'm sure corporate's probably a little bit more stickler about it. But in most places, you can get the time off to go pursue that passion or whatever, and. Uh, so you decided that you wanted to be an actor. Uh, well, well, tell me about that. Uh, yeah, let's get back to that. Yeah, um, I honestly decided on acting for a career when I was in fourth grade, um, long, long time ago. Uh, my dad 
He's probably one of the greatest actors I've ever seen in my life. Um, I saw him perform in a, you know, a, a, a regional theater production uh, in fourth grade and said, yep, that's what I want to do. Um, so it's been a passion of mine for a long, long, long time. Um, throughout the years, I have, you know, dipped and dive and found different um, things uh, to uh, pursue other than acting. Um, but when I was 25, uh, I decided to make that a lifelong career. Um, just coincidentally, exactly when I decided that I wanted to be a bartender um, at, at the same time. And they kind of just kind of gelled and, and molded together. Because mm. uh, uh, I've heard more than um, more, more than enough stories where I've tried to actually get actors uh, famous people, A-listers on my show, just, you know, you throw, you throw it out there in hope <laughs> and, uh, because, uh, stories like a hundred percent of shots they don't take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I've sent emails to Bruce Willis. I've sent emails to Ellen, uh, Jennifer Aniston, you know, just to see what would happen. You know, you never know. But, uh, when I hear stories like, uh, 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 Krasinski, uh, what's his, uh, from the office? Um, uh, John, John, John Krasinski. Yeah. John Krasinski. Yeah. Uh, when I hear stories like, uh, after he, uh, did his audition for the office, he went back to the restaurant to keep, uh, to keep wait, uh, keep waiting tables and, uh, or Bruce Willis was a bartender, uh, before he became an actor, uh, uh, mm -hmm. uh doing that commercial for Seagram's golden wine coolers, you know, um, it might have been a little bit before your time, but, um, uh, but uh, you know, it just it allows. It seems like it allows the opportunity, and your your bosses seem really cool about it, and they they yeah. help you and all that. It, it, it's yeah, it's it's amazing. It's, it's been a fun ride so far. You know, hopefully it it continues. Um, but yeah, I I honestly like uh, even with. You know, my small little bits uh, within, like, Chicago Magnifier and PD on NBC, um, they actually uh, they run on Wednesdays, which is my shift here uh, at The Void. And I work 3 to 8, and then those shows are on at 7, 8, and 9. And so I'll get off my shift, and we'll have a bunch of people that sit here and watch and wait for me to be on TV. <laughs> um that was really really fun like i literally like i i've been I, sitting there watching and i'm like oh okay all right here's my scene coming up ready oh there i am you see me you see me for a couple seconds and like we're all just like <laughs> and then the scene ends and i'm like all right that's it and they're all like yeah let's do shots <laughs> you know um and i literally like this fucking guy right here was just on an nbc tv show you know and i'm like hey, it's not that big of a deal i just opened the door for somebody and they're like have we been on tv you were just on tv have we been on tv like it's, it's really fucking cool okay yeah um so i try to be as humble as i can they hype me up a lot but um it's great when the customers it's, no, it's, hype it's, you up uh, it's a great yeah, feeling absolutely. <laughs> um and i'll and a lot of my stuff too, um, I don't necessarily think um, a lot of people see and understand it, but um, my small community, specifically downtown Racine, um, I have a lot of places that I, when I do my TikToks, I have, I, I don't have a shirt on right now, but when I do my TikToks, I do um, them with specific 
uh, merchandise on. Uh, we have this very, very nice uh, community-owned uh, uh, downtown store called Root City. Mm. Root City and Root City Vintage and Willie Soul's Kitchen and Lou Cabana. They all uh, came together uh, and created like this kind of uh, Racine uh, vibe and Racine-like product and logo that they have for our city. And I wear a lot of their uh, clothes as well as, you know, like uh, friends of mine that are in the music industry, Demario, I wear his, I wore his shirt yesterday and a couple of TikToks um, where he produces music and he writes music and I wear his shirts in my TikToks. Um, and I do that completely for free. I don't get anything or whatever. And, you know, some of these TikToks that go viral, you know, people are asking me about those shirts and stuff. And then I send them links and things like that. And they're like, I like, do, do you do that on purpose or not? And I'm like, oh, 100%. You know, like these people are the people that have been with me and have helped me, um, you know, get to the platform that I'm at and get to the acting status that I'm at. You know, so there's no, there's no way of what, like, why would I wear an American Eagle shirt when I can wear a Void t shirt mm. or I can, you know, go to Pub on Wisconsin, uh, one of the bars that sponsored me from day one and show their bar and get them attention because I'm just going viral randomly. You know, yeah. I'd rather do that than, you know, do that at an Applebee's or something like that. Yeah. Um, what do they get from that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, probably a, a, a trademark and a lawsuit, but you know, um, so it's, it's people helping people. Um, I really am very fortunate uh, to be with the amount of people that actually um, uh, have my back and, and think, that I'm, uh, you know, maybe, maybe worth something hopefully someday. And they honestly wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, if, if I were to get famous, like they wouldn't even ask for a penny from me. Um, but it's that type of community that we have that, um, if I, if I go and I make it big, you guys are making a big too, or at least I'm wearing your t-shirts and I'm, I'm promoting your business and there's going to be a lot of people flooding it. You know? right. Yeah. Um, I think I'm very, very fortunate. Uh, in that aspect, um, specifically in this job, in this position. Well, uh, the thing about the service industry is it gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling that uh, if I should uh, have uh, have a low period in my life where uh, I need uh, I need a job, I know I can go back to the service industry. Uh, I can go yeah. back to bartending. I can go wait tables for a little while until uh, that that comforts me that uh, that I'm able to do that and. Uh, it, one thing that, uh, a story that always stuck with me was, uh, voice actor, Kevin Conroy. He did, uh, the voice for Batman and Batman, the animated series. And, uh, he, it was right after nine 11 and, uh, like a day or two after nine 11. And he called up and said, Hey, I want to help. What, is there anything I can do? And they said, well, can you, uh, work in a restaurant and help feed the cops and the firefighters? And he said, I'm an out of work actor. Of course I can work in a restaurant. And, <laughs> and that, uh, that he, uh, he went to go help around ground zero to go uh, feed the firefighters and stuff like that. And that, I love that story. I, uh, all the times I think about it or I hear it cause I'll re-listen to that specific podcast where I heard it. It's just awesome that it's something that can be both helpful to other people and yourself. And, uh, you can, you know, uh, you, you, 
you're between auditions. Uh, you're you're feeling good about it, but still, you got to remember, I got to pay the bills this month. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it uh, it's it's just good, steady, and guaranteed work. Uh, that's what I always look for. But for God's sakes, don't forget your passions. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, I've, I, I've been in so many places, um, where they have, you know, either by my hand or forced me, you know, to forget about the passion that I have. Um, and I would take this industry, these people, these owners, um, a million times over. And now that I'm in this industry, uh, for literally like physically cheering me on, um and letting me do what i can do it's it, it's it's very very beautiful and very refreshing and i know i'm gonna go and give them 110 percent every time i go out there when i work for them um it's few and far between if it's five years you know past whatever there have been places where i have worked you know years ago where i have been in a bind and like, hey man, I need a couple extra hundred dollars, and they're like, hey, yeah, we we can do this here. You can go do this shift, right? You know, it's 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 very genuine people helping very genuine people um, within this industry. Personally, um, I, on my side of it, um, I don't know other people's experiences, but um, it's very nice to have that and to have that fallback to where I could. You know, if I wanted to, I only work a couple days a week now, um, and I try and pursue acting um, these other days of the week. And if I had something happen, something big, you know, my, my car got messed up or something like that, and I needed a couple grand real quick, there are several people that I can call and text and say, hey, these next two weeks, I want to work seven days a week um, and make as much money as possible. And they'll put me on the ship the next day, you know. And that's, that's very, very rare. That's um, awesome, actually. Within, within the job industry. Um, I know a lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are um, looking for people and looking for work. Um, but also, they're looking for people that they can trust. And, uh, you know, this is one of those industries where if you trust them and they trust you, uh, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're coming up on last call right now. So, um Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, why don't you take a minute here and uh, let all my listeners know where they can find you on social media or if they can contact you if they want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, my TikTok handle is the real Matty R. Um, my name's Matthew Rangel, nickname Matty sometimes, and then R Rangel. Uh, you can find me on there. Um, that's usually where I do most of my stuff, uh, most of my sketches and things like that. Um, I, I'm also um, pretty, uh, I try to, I'm, I've been trying to get better at Instagram. Um, so I'm trying to build up that audience as well. And that's just my name, uh, which is also linked in my TikTok. Um, but it is Matthew.T.Wrangle uh, for my Instagram. Um, uh, thank you so much for having me on here too. Hey, I appreciate you. Hey, man, it was a pleasure having you on. You're awesome. If I could just give, you know, one more quick shout out to, to my uh, uh, bartender and regulars family. Thank you, guys. I couldn't do this stuff without you guys as well. So 
thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, come see me on my ships. All right, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar, and you just might be lucky enough for me to throw in a bowl of cheese with your hams. You know, that uh, that was awesome. Uh, you know, usually I have expectations of people to have give me a mixed drink, but to have something like that uh, where you get a hams and cheese, uh, that that was just awesome. I, I thought that was very awesome to just have a uh, niche to that one bar that he works at. So... Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. Remember, you can follow me on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, all of those are at Hey Bartender Podcast. You can email me, uh, dude at Hey Bartender Podcast, or you can drop me a voice message on anchor.fm. Just uh, look for Hey Bartender Podcast on anchor.fm. There's a button on there that says uh, message. And you can either uh, leave me a voice message or you can actually type a message. Either way, I'd love to have you guys interact with the show. I'd love to play those uh, interactions on future episodes because Sarah Silverman does it, and it sounds like a lot of fun. Remember to share, like, and subscribe whatever podcast uh, source that you listen to, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. And remember, people, if you want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, if you want to come on the show, just email me or message me on any of the social medias. I would love to have absolutely any of you on the show. In fact, if any of you knows somebody that works uh, on uh, as a flight attendant, I would love to have them on the show. Just something different. Because Hey Bartender Podcast is all about supporting everybody in the service industry. And flight attendants are part of that. But if you're a bartender, you're a server, you got something to say, you want to talk about uh, some of the stories that you have in your life, just give me a call and we'll get you uh, a voice out there and we'll have some fun. That's the name of the game, isn't it? Remember to visit www.heybartenderpodcast.com where you can listen to most recent episodes of Hey Bartender Podcast. And you can also visit www.cwspirits.com. Use promo code HEYBARTENDER5 to get 5% off your entire order. They got those things, the cocktail caviar. You've probably heard about it a lot lately. Uh, Go out, get yourself some of those, and start experimenting on what kind of drinks you can do that. An alcoholic boba tea, or you don't have to use tea, but it's an amazing product. And you got to get out there and try it. Remember, visit cwspirits.com. Use promo code HEYBARTENDER5. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you so much for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. New episodes every Saturday. And as always, everybody, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. What do you mean it's let's go? I just got here!